Yay! Oh, we love your war-forged voice. See <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 everybody. Aww. I love all the cats that I'm seeing at this uh, this at this meeting. All right, <clears throat> they had met Gavin Caspo, the smug and helpful minister. It's true, though, he did agree to get our people out of the ground. But of course, my daughter, nothing is ever quite so simple in politics. Which is why they had to reach out to the council that was ruling the other nation at that time. Now that they had started the negotiations, they needed to bring in the people who could make a binding deal. The Inter-Nations Council was soon there in short order, which freed the test team uh, up to follow. Uh, freed the test team up to follow up on some of their own pursuits. They meant Valencia, yes, the Valencia, to devise a way to bring our people to Avolia as quickly as possible. Valencia, using her famed wisdom, was able to deduce that it was a wizard's wish that gave Una her uncurable curse. They also met up with Yebin, a cleric of Gwynnely, who was running a shrine to her deity in the middle of Farpool. She was as of yet unaware of the whirlwind of changes that would come into her life after her first meeting with Yinfer. <laughs> this time, they also by chance happened to meet up with Captain Kinnan Jinchai, the paths only, brevi- only briefly crossing on this occasion. In that short time, though, Captain Kinnan helped them learn the basics of running a ship and helped them hire the crew of the Dragon's Fury. We know many of their names and stories now, but back then they were all unknown to the world. And that is where we'll start this session. Uh, it is the 58th day of the year 700. Uh, you guys are standing uh, on the docks of Farpool, having just gotten back from uh, doing your Master Chef esque uh, hiring <laughs> ceremony for your chef. You go in with Bridger. You hired Ruby to feed up the, feed the soup kitchen. Um, uh, Captain Kitten sitting there, along with your first mate, Edith. Um, and uh, and uh, you had just uh, sent a message to the council, uh, and they had replied, uh, Yen, that sounds great. We're very excited by the prospect. Of course, seems like this takes time to hammer out. We'll plan on te- teleporting there soon. Uh, and then you were thinking about messaging uh, Captain Thora. Um, before you do that, um, and Edith, Edith said she also, you also remember Edith said she had some ideas for how you guys could make money. Um, and then Captain, and so uh, all that. Uh, Captain Kinnon's standing there. She says, well, um, I think I've done uh, what you hired me for. So uh, that'll be 50 gold pieces, please. I look at Yen. Do I have the, do I have a party bag? Nope. <laughs> Nobody does. We should get a boat fund. Okay, I'll go ahead and pay her. Thank you very much. Pleasure doing business with you. And um, please, uh, um, she says, if there's anything I can do to help Captain Thor's escape, uh, let me know. I give you 15 gold pieces. Okay, I'll take it. Um, And... uh, she says, uh, Thor says you're a good bunch, she says, so uh, don't let her down. You talk to her? She says, well, of course. She says, I, well, I wasn't just going to trust a bunch of strangers that rolled up in her boat. Now, was I? What did she say? 
she says uh, she's being she's being held in the Carmanova Empire, like you said. Uh, they've got her in this plush room. They feed her regularly. Uh, she's very bored, but very much safe. Did she say anything about me? She just said that a lot of you were trustworthy. Okay, cool. <laughs> if no, if a bit dopey, no doubt. She says, um, part of the reason I wanted to wait a day before uh, helping you hire a crew was to, of course, check your references. My references? I never had references before. <laughs> she says, well, uh, she says, I have to lie. She says, well, I'm departing for a pool today. Uh, she says, uh, heading down to uh, Lakana. She says, the Calm Harbor. She says, it'll be gone a while, she says, but uh, hopefully our paths cross again soon. Yeah, sounds good. It was very nice meeting you. Mm -hmm. And she uh, stashes the uh, gold in some sort of hidden pocket inside her jacket and nods to you guys and heads off. Um, About what time is it? Uh, it's a little afternoon, just just after lunchtime. And is what's your name still there? Edith, yes. Okay. And uh, in fact, Edith and Cap Edith and Captain Jens, I have a word kind of in private before C Captain Kennan leaves. So Edith again? She's your could first I, name. Could I overhear what they said? Uh, roll me perception check. <laughs> Sixteen. Um, she's not being like particularly quiet or secretive about it, so it's pretty easy to overhear. Uh, yeah, you just hear her kind of mention, you know, Edith say, um, "Thanks for thinking of me." She says, uh, "This will be helpful to get back on my feet, and it's good seeing you again." Mm -hmm. <sighs> It's not a very interesting conversation. I would have stopped living to, listening to it partway through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, this is boring. Oh, I will remind you that you rolled last time, and you're pretty sure that they have, in fact, boned down. I know. That's why I wanted to overhear it. <laughs> that's why I wanted to see what they said. <laughs> boned down. That's I mean, right. Have you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. You should have. <laughs> The, the term bone down is 100% used in that show. <laughs> also, didn't we make that roll like three times last? <laughs> Too many times, yes. Twice, yes. different people. Yes, yeah. twice, I think, and there are different people involved. <laughs> and it's always good to know about people that you're working with. <laughs> All right, well... Um, Shall we get some lunch and uh, Edith and you guys actually just had lunch? Yeah, oh, that's right. We did. You had two lunches, in fact. <laughs> well, what now? I think we should have a conversation with Edith about uh, what our plans are for the future. She nods. And I do think we should still talk to Captain Thora. Yeah, we never messaged her ourselves. No, you no, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Uh, no, yeah, we but not since. 
Not since you got here. Not since we got here. Message to the under nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I meant like message her about bringing her ship around and. <clears throat> also, yeah. apparently, no, like, like, like a dick. Allegedly. <laughs> so Edith is uh, standing there. Um, she says, uh, uh, "She says no good tavern around the corner." She says, "If you want to go there to catch a drink," she says, "Talk about our our plans." Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a good plan. Um, What was that, Amanda? No, sorry. I asked not if he'd move because he was stomping on my computer. Oh. <laughs> Doing things. All right. So uh, she takes you around the corner uh, to, a, uh, to a little tavern called the Pink Chain. It's got like this uh, big, like, uh, pink colored, like, uh, looks like the chain for a boat anchor. That's kind of like. Chained over the door and down the sides. And it's pink? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it painted pink or was it like made pink? Uh, roll me an investigate check. <laughs> I'm doing the stupidest investigate check. <laughs> roll me a signage check. Um, four. <laughs> um, you have no idea. <laughs> Interesting. Although we're all treated to uh, Una just kind of walking up to the side and jumping up to try to get a closer look at it. Well, it goes down the sides, too. It's like yeah. over the sides and such. So you kind of look at that and kind of scrape at it with your finger and you just... Sniff it a little bit. All right. We walk inside what I'm sure is not a lesbian BDSM club. Uh, you walk in. Uh, there are, in fact, a, a multitude of salty dogs here. Um, you'd say maybe like three, three quarters of them are women. <laughs> I don't know. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> salty dogs? Yeah. Sailors. I know. It took me a minute, though. <laughs> My brain was still responding to Matt's comment. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Interesting. All right. So, uh, salty dogs. Having full of semen. Sea women. Sea peoples. Sea persons. Sea persons. Yeah. Sailors. Monkeys, though. Yeah. <laughs> One of the sailors does, in fact, have a monkey on her shoulder. Nice. Okay. Uh, she is. She's sitting there drinking a beer, eating popcorn, and occasionally like feeding like little kernels up to the monkey on her shoulder. Awesome. Uh, um, uh, Edith goes up to the bar for what it's worth. Uh, says that the bartender she'll take a five of the usual, and uh, she four tankards come up or five tankards come up. She lugs them all back to a corner table and kind of sits down in a chair that she seems very familiar with. We'll follow. Yeah, we sit with her. Hello. She says, so, what's the plan? That is a good question. Um, 
what's uh, what would we like to do? We could just uh, yeah. Sorry, headphones got caught on the desk. Um, <laughs> Uh, we could just sit back and relax, um, enjoy some, some R&R here in the city. Well, we have to wait at least another, what, five days? Four um, days? For the Three more days for that, yes. Three more days. Man, time flies. Uh, have you had some leads? Some suggestions? Well, uh, was that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I said you said you had some leads, some suggestions. Yeah, she pulls out a um, very nice-looking political map of the Obsidian Rim and kind of unfurls <laughs> it, unfurls it on the table. I watch Amani just like have her best day. <laughs> <laughs> she Yay. says, "Well, this is." She says, "This is the Obsidian Rim." Uh, she says. Um, there's a number of ways you can make money with a boat. Um, she says, a boat of our size, she says, does limit the um, potential profits for cargo hauling, she says, because the boat's only so big. But that is one way. Uh, you could buy supplies here in Avolia in bulk that are cheap here but expensive elsewhere. Um, she says, for example, um, things like wine. Uh, she says... Um, uh, olive oils, uh, almonds. She says uh, Farpool has a, a fairly substantial agricultural base thing. She says you could take those to places uh, where those things are hard to come by. She says, for example, uh, you could take the uh, wine, she says, up to Valdeheim, make a Valdeheim wine run. Uh, she says they pay a good price for, for Evolian wine there in Valdeheim. Uh, Chris, can you put the world map up? Mm -hmm. um, she says uh, you could also uh, you can make a mail run. She says uh, uh, Volia the Volia, mail po Volia Postal Service has mail that needs to go places. She says you can also pick up passengers. Uh, she says, um, of course, each city has a you know the longer the route, the you know the more you charge for the route. Uh, but of course. Uh, the fewer people will want to go there. So it's kind of all a uh, balancing game. Um, she says, what sort of things are you interested in doing? And she says, of course, there's also that other thing, the thing that Captain Thora used to do. Mm. Hmm. Very lucrative, but of course, as you can tell, <laughs> not without its risks. I think that's a, like a level up thing. Maybe we should get some experience under our belt before we go all crazy. Yeah, she says, that is probably for the best. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she pulls out uh, this world map. She says, now what, if, she says, what, what about this world map is, are you thinking, Una? You're just looking in directions. How far is a journey to here? <coughs> a lot. <laughs> Well, uh, she says. I feel like in a past life they had excellent seafood. <laughs> uh, she says to there it's probably. I'm assuming there's more ocean on either side of this map. She says probably somewhere around five thousand miles. 
Mm. And we can travel how many miles a day? I believe it's 120 or 240. Let me look. That's a serious time investment. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a lot of ocean. It's not that big of a boat. Mm -hmm. So somewhere between like 20 and 50 days. I mean, we were on sea, in a past life, we were on sea for like months looking for a kraken. Right, but in a past life, we knew what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't. We did not. That's a lie, Shelly. <laughs> we had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Oh, we, had a, we had a sailor with us who owned a magic boat. <laughs> did, didn't, it, didn't it drive itself? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That does not equate us knowing what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> well, also, what was the, what was that come the hundred and twenty miles per day? The country on the island with the black dragon and the volcano. Um, oh, Japan Hokkaido. Yeah. Uh, also, I just <laughs> like to point out we wound up in Hokkaido because of a teleportation accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's right. And but Rangram's wife was from there and she up in New Haven of all damn places. <laughs> so, um the small world. Uh, but actually very large. Uh <laughs> mm -hmm. I think we should do, do something simple just for our maiden voyage. Let's yeah. Do Let's do the wine run. Maybe get some wine, maybe a couple passengers, if anyone needs to go up there. Diversify our portfolio a little bit. Mm -hmm. Are there also opportunities for I'm naked in your, <laughs> your camera view? What? Paul's naked? <laughs> yeah. Did you see him go by? No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see enough of him go by. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for it. I'll go back. <laughs> um, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> wine run. Uh, wine run. run. Oh, diversifying our portfolio. She says, oh, yeah. She says, you always want to pick up passengers if you can. Also, are there opportunities, I guess, along the way or, or in these various cities for freelance trouble solving? We're going to need to develop a lot of cash to find homes for all of our people. Where do you um, advertise for passengers? Uh, she says usually you have a barker who sits down on the docks and, uh, you know, tries to uh, attract people. Do we have somebody who could do that? She looks at you and she says, um, well, uh, typically you'd have a... Uh, like one of, the, one of the regular dudes, right? Who did we hire? <laughs> You hired a lot of people. 
she says, um, I le- I'll, I'll need to um, <coughs> evaluate uh, the crew member, she says, but um, I'd recommend uh, you want somebody friendly and enticing. So um, you probably don't want to have uh, Myrtle, Stormy, any of the people that we liked <laughs> out there trying to attract people. So that leaves. She says it might be a good job for Georgie and Carswell. Yeah, let's just have them do that. Um, she says now the bigger question is: Is when are you planning on set sit, and setting sail? Because you don't want to, you know, have them out there wasting their time for. Well, we should wait at least a little while to see if we can find people to get on board. We'd have to get a distributor's agreement with some wineries, right? Or do we just buy it straight out? Or maybe we'd have to get, I don't know, <coughs> Shivani. Uh, she says, well, normally you, you would buy it here and then sell it in Valdeheim for a premium. She says, okay. so, and that way you do assume a lot of the risk. She says, now, if you end up in some sort of relationship with a winery, you might be able to get them to sell to you on credit, she says, but I guarantee you that, the, you know, you walking in completely unknown to them and asking to, you know, carry off a ton of barrels of their wine, that's not going to go. Get down. Yeah. Get down. It's going to be at least a few days. Uh, I don't believe we have a, a timetable on how soon the council are going to be here, do we? Yeah, uh, did they say uh, if they're going to teleport soon? No, they just said soon. And they're teleporting, so it's not like we have to wait for them to travel. We just have to wait for them to get their asses in here. Well, and I didn't really get the impression that they needed us to wait for them either. No, but I think Giovanni wants to talk to them. Yeah, I want to know what's going on. Um, regarding our crew, though, um, we should probably put some money aside to pay them. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We figure so out how, how long uh, this journey is going to take. We'll put at least that much aside. I think that we should, the four uh, of us, um, paid a certain percentage of the money that we have and put it together for a ship's bag, including the payments for the people who are working at. Uh, so, um, Oh God. Uh, uh, so, uh, Edith pulls out, she says, as far as time, she says, I've got this spreadsheet <laughs> timetable here. She says, so if you're going from Farpool, she says, um, Oh, that is quite handy. Uh, she says to um, uh, one of the uh, Valdeheim cities, she says, uh, um, obviously the further north you go, the more money you get for your wine. Uh, she says, um, Isheim is at the northernmost tip of Valdeheim. She says, might be worth your while. She says, but if you want to do just something quick, Rolligvan, she says, is the uh, closest Valdeheim city. What does these numbers mean? That's, that uh, that's, that's miles. Not oh, miles. And then, so how long would it take to get to the middle one, Svetterhaven? Svetterhaven, she says. Um, oh, beautiful city, she says, especially in the, in the winter. Uh, she says, uh, that would be 15 days. 
15 days. And we're paying. So, so of course, if you can catch good current, it might take less time. If you get a bad current or a squall, she says it can be delayed, but. Okay, so it's 15 days and we have seven people working for us? Yeah, it costs you 10 gold pieces per day to run your ship. That includes crew salaries and a modest food um, budget. So oh, okay. 10 days times 15 is like 150. 300 gold pieces? I know I get a body. <laughs> platinum pieces? Nope. It's 150. 150 gold pieces and 150 platinum pieces. No, just gold. 35. What? So. <laughs> I'm just having fun with you now. I don't know. <laughs> goodness sake. Am I um, here in charge of the purse? <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, we'll need operating expenses for our round trip at the very least. And then we'll also need uh, the cost of whatever goods we procure. And I can also check with the captain and see if she has any suggestions as well for what lines might be marketable. Mm, indeed. Um, uh, it says... I don't want you up Cap here. Captain Una? Yeah, me. I think you mean the first what? mate, yeah. He, he meant Thora, but Edith should Yeah, know. he did mean Thora. That's who you meant, right? Idea. Hmm. Oh, yes, I see. Yeah. Edith should, should know. Um, so, shall we just start out and, and say 250 each? That'll give us a little pool of 1,000 gold to start off with? Yeah. I like it. Better safe than sorry. And... Um, one moment while I check my notes. Mm. Amani as quartermaster, you'll be responsible for that? Yep. I gotcha. And then we should... What's the best wine here? Well, that'd be wine. Yeah. The Mary Berry, she says, is known for their high-quality wines. Okay, so then we should probably go over there and talk to somebody about procuring some wine and how much it would cost and maybe negotiate a little, Shivani. I feel like you're good at negotiating. Edith says, that sounds like a swell idea. She says, while you're doing that, she says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Alfred and have him inspect the ship to see if there's anything he thinks needs to be done before we go. Um, uh, Uno walks over at Ian and Mouse, who's Alfred? <laughs> She says, uh, Edith says, she's your, he's your bosun. <laughs> half work, half <laughs> okay, stutter. And I'm like, what's your bosun again? He's the one that fixes the ship and makes sure it runs well, she says. Captain. Okay, cool. How did I get this job? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's Amanda asking, how did I get this job? Uh, yeah. You wanted it the most? Yeah, yeah. you definitely okay. wanted it. <laughs> you wanted it a lot and none of no. us did. <laughs> Nobody else wanted it more than uh, than would require to fight for it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was mainly like a figurehead position. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this job came with responsibility. <laughs> I wasn't really prepared to like understand how a boat works. 
Um, We're going to get Unity on and let Edith, you Edith looks at you and says, uh, Quartermaster, um, she says, I, I will go ahead and have um, Bridger procure the provisions for the trip. She says, um, uh, it's 30 days round trip. Um, obviously, we can restock in Valdeheim. Uh, she says, so I'd recommend maybe 20 days worth of food or 30 days worth of food. Okay. What How would much you, do you think that would cost? Uh, she says, it's... Uh, if we buy it in bulk, we can get a bit of a discount. She says it's, it'd be uh, two uh, two gold, eight silver per day. So um, if we could buy thirty days worth of food, she says that'd be eighty call it eighty five gold pieces. Okay. Um, if you just want to give that to me, she says I will. Uh, <coughs> I'll get it to Bridger, and I'll get him him working on that, and uh, Alfred uh, working on the ship inspection. And people looking for passengers. Uh, she says, um, we will need to know exactly what day we're leaving to pick up passengers. Yeah. Yeah, but they can like, see if anyone's saying anything and get an idea of what the, um, what well, the demand is. She says, also, um, if we bring the crew members in now, we will have to start paying them today. Yeah, let's wait. <laughs> I thought we were going to be paying them already. I didn't realize we got to wait on that. <laughs> Why don't we say we're leaving in four days? It gives us time to wrap things up around here and time for Shivani to get her on. Mm. Uh, let's say a solid week, just in case. Well, we can just wait three days and then make a decision then. Yeah, we don't have to have firm plans right now, do we? Either section or no, she just says the only thing, time is money, but that's about it. If money's not a concern, then... Well, it's a slight concern, but we have bigger concerns than that. So. Also, we can't wait too long or our crew will ditch us. Yeah. Yes, that's the thing I'm worried about. <laughs> well, we've got to wait three days regardless. So let's get, get through that. We can take a look around and see if there's like a job board we can earn a little extra dough between getting going on the next run. Speaking of which, Edith, have we paid you yet? She shakes her head no. Do we pay in advance or do we pay like at the end of the week or how does it um, She work? says, for crew members, she says, um, you typically pay them when you arrive at the destination port. You definitely do not want to pay them before they leave. <laughs> yes. I feel like that is accurate. But considering that you're going to start doing the work and so is the bosun and what was the other one that she was going to have them out? Bridger the cook. Um, those three we need to start paying today, right? I think he's just arranging. Like we can give him one day's pay to arrange where he's going to get the food and how much food and then... Because we're not going to buy it all now. We're going to wait till. Um, she says. Uh, she says you can. Um, uh, when we. She says uh, before we. The day before we take off, she says you can pay us for our time spent before then. How's that sound? Okay. That's agreeable. And then very right well. She says, "Well, I'll take care of those things. Uh, don't even worry about it." Uh, she says, uh, "I keep a. I have a room here above the pink chain." She says. Um, uh, if you need to find me, she says, otherwise I'll either be on the boat or running errands for you. Fantastic. Sounds perfect. <clears throat> oh, 
All right. Uh-huh. So she uh, she says, Captain, if it's all right with you, I'll take my leave. Sure. Best rounds on us. All right. Rounds. And, uh, and one kind of very quick gulp finishes her tankard and rolls her maps back up, throws them in a tube, and then heads off. Uh, after she leaves, Shivani is going to slide her untouched tanker of ale over towards Una. So. <laughs> Una finishes the one that she had been working on and starts on Shivani's. Uh, 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 in the meantime, over the next few days, uh, I did want to see if I could perhaps peruse the library at the university here. See if they would be willing to share any of their books with me. I was rather curious to see what all they have in their collection. Uh, is there anything else any of you wanted to do? Um, off the top of my head at the moment. How long um, would it take me to walk around the town? <coughs> kind of like the perimeter of the city. Um... <laughs> That is a great question. Distance is such a big factor in this game. I know. It wasn't in the last game, but in this one. Um, yeah, let's just say it takes most of a day. Oh, really? That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not, it's not a huge, not a huge, uh, it's not a huge city, so. Okay. And I'll, I'll be working on doing some, some things for the church. Shivani, I'll go with you. To the library? Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't aware you enjoyed reading. I don't, I just like really, really tall bookshelves. Yin, Yin gives Shivani just a companionable pat on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like doing with very tall bookshelves? Looking at them. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> So I imagine I'll, I'll be spending probably most of the day tomorrow on on church business. Or are we going to uh, split up for the day and yeah. we have the the uh, the tavern prepaid for the remainder of the week. So mm-hmm. we can always just meet back there. All right. Uh, what is what is um, somebody? Why don't each of you roll a d twenty? Nice. 18. Did you say 18, Amanda? Yeah. That's what I rolled too. Yay, twisties! <laughs> uh, Moni, what about you? Uh, 17. I mean, I'm sorry you guys wasted these awesome rolls. <laughs> I know. <don't laughs> I got a three. Okay. okay. That's not too bad. At least you didn't waste a 20 or something on this. <laughs> All right, so you guys um, mostly split up uh, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will start when the, on the Grand Library Tour. Uh, Una and Shivani. Let me pull the Farpool map back up now that we're done. The, the academic and the illiterate take the library. I mean, heard less true things in my life. 
All right, so uh, you guys head back over um, to the university district, actually having just kind of coming from there earlier today. Um, what do you do? Um, let's see. When we entered the university, there was that big tower that we went up before. What other buildings are there? Um, there's a... And is there one that looks like a library? Oh, yeah. And you, I think somebody actually told you where the library was last time you were here. Didn't... Um, I think Gavin Caspo gave you directions to the library. No. Oh, okay. So... Uh, getting 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 there is not hard. Um, it's it's uh, just a block from the Wizard's Tower. Alrighty. What's this continent called again? Uh, this is the continent of Osterta. Um, so yeah, you guys head to the University District. Uh, you see the Wizard's Tower that you were just in. On a block away from it, there is this two-story tall building that's very wide. Uh, there's a sign on it that just says University Library. Is this the place? This would be the place, dear. <laughs> now, you must be very quiet when we go in. It's very rude to be loud in a library. Of course. Shivani saunters in. Mm-hmm. Una follows her. Okay, uh, so um, uh, you you walk in and you uh, um, you know have this almost involuntary gasp as you see just hundreds of thousands of books uh, just on these tall shelves, uh, these shelves that go the full two stories up. Like this is just a you know there's little catwalks that go around the edges of it, um, and then all these shelves in the middles and tables, um, and then just all these books with chains on them everywhere you can see oh it's beautiful uh there is this like yeah this uh kind of glass skylight in the center and light shimmers in uh and you see um uh people young people like university age people just kind of at these different tables with books they all seem to be studying does everyone appear to be wearing like university robes or are there like no, there no, there's a there's a diversity of styles here okay um, cause I wasn't sure if this would be public or just for university students. Uh, there are just general people uh, around the place. Then Shivani will not worry about it mm -hmm. and look for if there's anything approaching a card catalog. Uh, yes. In the center, uh, the dead center, there is this circular, uh, piece of furniture that is just on every side of it. It's just got these little pull out drawers uh, and you see a few people there kind of thumbing through cards. Marvelous. All right. Shivani will go to the card catalog. And let's see, what, what was the first thing? She's just so overwhelmed by so many books. <laughs> uh, first thing I think will be history. Let's go for um, recent history of, say, the last thousand years. Hmm. All right. Um, you start thumbing through the catalog looking for this. Um, unfortunately, there or this is a non-Dewey Decimal Society uh, society. So, so you guys trying to look for a librarian? 
All right, so um, Amani, go ahead and roll me an investigate check, or Shivani, roll me an investigate check. Uh, and Una, um, you find one very easily. Uh, they're, they're easily identifiable. They're all wearing these, um, uh, these uh, crimson-colored robes. Uh, and they all have they all have these kind of um, feathered hats. Uh, hey, uh, I have a few questions. First, uh, uh, a um, kind of middle-aged um, uh, uh, human male uh, kind of turns. Um, he's got kind of a, a weak chin and like big jowls, and he says, "Excuse me, what what was that?" I'm looking for some books and information. Well, I would have to say that you've come to the right place. Great, cool. So there's three things I need. The first one, do you have any scribes here? He, he says, um, f- for hire? Yeah. Well, I suppose, I suppose there's students here, and where there's students, there's always people who are willing to do menial tasks for little money. Cool. So I give him a gold. I'm like, if you could find one and send them to me and a few, that would be great. He looks at the gold appreciative leak, kind of bites it discreetly and tucks it into a sleeve of his robe. He says, and now he seems a little more attentive to you. He says, and what else can I help you with? I'm looking for books that yes, talk about, talk about uh, like local wildlife, preferably with a lot of pictures drawn in them. Okay, and what was the third thing? Uh, my friend's over there trying to figure something out. I have no idea. She looks a little lost. Mm, she looks pretty smart to me. She's very smart, but I she's just going through a lot of things. She's usually finds something by now. Well, she, he says, the current catalog is its own beast that needs to be tamed. He says, uh, I've been working at the library for 30 years, and I've only got the faintest outlines of it in my mind. <sighs> But I will get you yes. your book, your, he kind of looks up at you, your picture book on local fauna. Well, you know, sometimes descriptions are enough. You need to be able to actually identify them. I'm in no way, that was in no way a, a jeep, he says. And he goes and he, uh, he, he go. you see him walk over to um, a table of students and talk to them con- kind of conspiratorially for a moment. And then he kind of walks off in another direction. Um, uh, and then the student walks over. Uh, she is a uh, young tiefling woman. Uh, she's got uh, kind of a, uh, it's kind of like um, a midnight blue, almost black skin uh, with, um, with like uh, just like white hair and ram's horns. Uh, and if it wasn't for the horns and the tail, it almost, almost looks drowish. Uh, uh, and she says, uh, I hear you're, uh, you're hiring, uh, for some sort of scribe task. Yeah. Um, if I just like narrate to you, can you make me a few copies of a letter? Uh, of course, of course she says, um, how many copies do you need? Six. Six. I okay. Think, I think. And, and uh, she kind of. Uh, you kind of hear her stomach gurgle, and she's like, "How much would this pay?" Um, and I reach into my pocket and I pull out some money and give it to her. How much? Um, wait, I don't want to roll a d twenty for this. 
four platinum. Her eyes go wide and she says, it'll be the best penmanship you've ever seen. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So you narrate her letter, which I, I got the script of from you and Messenger. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> um, uh, and we'll go back to Shivani. Shivani, you uh, open up the, what'd you get on your investigate check? I rolled a natural 20 for a 26 total. Nice. Wow. Uh, so you, um, the first thing you discover about the card catalog uh, is that it's in bad need of an organization system. Uh, it is it is a wild beast that you've entered into unwilling combat with. Uh, My inner however, mate now wants to go there really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, uh, you are able to kind of, uh, you know, you uh, as you as you engage in combat with this with this um, disastrous beast, uh, you're able to very quickly kind of pick up a. Uh, like a pattern that is not obvious to it, and you find your way uh, to a book uh, that is a kind of a high-level history uh, uh, since the uh, uh, Day of the Tentacles. Yeah. You get the idea that it was written just a few years ago, so it's pretty... Worst manga ever. (laughs) Shivani will find a little reading nook and sit down and start reading. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, what what would you like to? What do you What are you hoping to get from this, other than a? Um, does it deal mainly with like this part of the world, or is it like a world history of what's going uh, it, on? It's it's fairly it's as comprehensive as it can be for a society that's you know not magically linked up with everywhere else. Um, but you know, it definitely covers what it can. Um, Okay. Uh, she would be primarily interested in having information about the the two countries. I can't remember the names. I just know one started with an A and one started with a Z that were uh, like the primary powers on uh, Thumagra. Oh, um, Arcavia Ar- Ar- and Zendalore? Yeah, prior to the, the Calamity or whatever it was called, the Day of Booms. Prior to Calamity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm actually going to let you know that there's uh yeah, you find that. And then you find that there's actually um, another book that just covers those two countries. Cool. She will dive into both of those. Great. Oh, rolling twenties rolling really helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They see me rolling. They hate it. All right. Um, uh, as uh, Una, as you finished reading your, um, or dictating your message, uh, you've got six copies of that letter, uh, very expertly pinned, uh, and the um, uh, the tiefling says, uh, she says, my name's Tiff, uh, if you need anything more, she says, just uh, find me. What do you think about boats, Tiff? She says, they're big and go in the water. I'm not sure what the question is. I'm just wondering, like, I'm a captain of a boat, and I could use somebody to do my uh, narrations for a little while if you wanted a job. She says, how much would this job pay? Um, <laughs> I reach into my pocket, and I pull out some money. We just went over, don't pay them in advance. I'm just going to show her. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to roll a 100. 
You're flashing cash at a starving college student, you monster. Oh. <laughs> and it's 75 gold pieces for the trip. And she says, and how long, she, her eyes just grow as wide as saucers. Oh, uh, and she says, and, and how long's the trip? Oh, it's pretty long. It's like 37 days? She says... I know, it's really long, isn't it? She says, Is that not pretty, enough? Ooh, what, what alignment does Tiff have? That's, oh my god! <laughs> uh, she says, no, she says, that is, that is plenty. Um, and yes, uh, she says, um, you know, I, I, could take, I could take a little break, you know, it's... It's, you know, it's summer now, so, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be great. When do we leave? Um, I think we decided, like, in a week or so. I'll uh, send one of the others for, do you, like, live around here, or what? Uh, she says, yeah, I live in a, I live in a, in a small room that I share with three other people. <laughs> yeah, give me directions to, uh, where you live, and I'll send one of the crew members over like a couple days before we leave, just let you know exactly when that's going to be. Alright, so she gives you the address of her dorm and uh, says, you won't regret this. No, it sounds like a good plan. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully paying her two gold a day is not an obscene amount compared to the rest of the crew, but still. It's officer pay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Once Shivani finds out we have an apprentice mage on board, she'll be thrilled. I mean, it's not like the girl won't earn it, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then uh, uh, the other guy comes back and he says, oh, I've got your book for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and so uh, you, you do take it over next to Shivani and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it is indeed full of a ton of pictures. <laughs> cool. I flip through it, and when I see things that like look really particularly violent, I'll be like, Shivani, look at this thing. This thing's around here. Reading, darling. <laughs> but look, this could eat your face off. I'm sure it could. Um, <laughs> I sigh, and I go back to looking at the pictures. Uh, Shivani, you know, one of the times she shows this to you, I'm actually just going to... Uh, she, she shows you this this beast... And you realize that, like, there is a, what appears to be, like, a human-sized figure for comparison, and that this beast must be, like, 60 to 80 feet tall. It's got, like, very tiny arms and a very huge mouth full of teeth. I wonder what happened if you, like, knocked it over. Could it get back up? I don't know. (laughs) What is this one called, Una? Uh, what are the letters in it? Uh, it's like, it starts with a T, it has a bunch of letters in a row that are hard to pronounce, and it ends with a Rex. Tergonius <laughs> Rex. And those are around here. Yeah. Uh, you, kind of, you kind of look, and it's like, uh, and you, you, you look over and you see the word Vistamarna Jungle. Dinosaur? Okay. Well, well, see one like right outside. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's like a ranch around here. 
All the more reason to avoid the jungle then. Wait, is it in the jungle? It's not in the jungle. Yeah, it's the it's the jungle that's uh I, I pulled it back up here. That's the Vista Marta jungle. It's oh yeah, but Una's just getting this because she can't read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed it. Oh. I'll pull it. It's it's the I'll pull it back up. Um uh... Yes, but if it falls over, I'm not sure how it does get back up. We should do it for science, Shivani. What, knock one over and see if it can get back up? Yeah. <sighs> All right. So we're going to fade out on this scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and we're going to come to Amani, who is, uh, who uh, you're, you're watching Shivani and Una walk away together and feeling maybe a little bad for Shivani, but not too bad because it is Shivani. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I tried the other day. I took my turn with the money. I, I don't feel too terrible. Uh, yeah, so I'll wave to Yin and I'll take off. And I am just going to march around the city and see if I get any pings on my undead radar. Okay. Um, roll me a perception check. I mean, obviously, I'm looking for a gate. I don't really believe yeah. there's one here, but also just undead. I'm doing your due diligence. Wow. And I'm doing perception? Mm-hmm. So, 19. 19. Um, great. And then uh, remind me, I know you can search for undead with that. Uh, are there other creatures you can search for that with as well? Doesn't it pull up like a whole... Like laundry list of. Oh yeah, if I use a spell spell slot. Oh. Everything is falling apart. I don't have enough room. Uh, mm. uh, and okay, aberrations, celestials, dragons, elementals, fey fiends, or undead within one mile of me. Mm. Mm. And um, my favorite train is now also forest, so that's not this. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and spend a spell for it. Sure. Actually, I can spend like a first level spell, right? It doesn't have to be a higher one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have we had a long rest? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we really haven't done anything today. That's what I thought. Except eat and eat some more. Yeah. So, um... It doesn't say how long it lasts. Oh, uh, it's, a minute. it's an hour. One minute per spell oh. level slot. Something. So I get one minute. That's not a lot. Mm -hmm. How how much? That's a mile big, radius, though. How yeah is how big is Farpool? Oh, once again, distances. Uh, let's see here. It's not too large. Um. Do I have a no, that's a feet. Let's see. That market is probably a quarter mile across. So um, would one mile cover the whole city? Like if I stood in the center of the market? Give me like thirty seconds and I'll have an answer for you on, on that. Oh.
All right, so I, if you go to the far pole map in Rule 20, mm -hmm. I've changed the scale to accurately reflect the size of the city. So if you use the measuring tool, um, that'll tell you. So, I mean, yeah, it looks like you could get Pretty much most of the city. Almost the entire city if you go to the center of the market. So, um, yeah, yeah so, exactly the whole city. Yeah. So you go to the, um, you kind of do some mental math in your head and some triangulation, you no, know, based on like where you've been in the city and what you've seen of it. Uh, and so you actually walk to the market right underneath that statue of that um, uh, kind of sea creature. It's a mermaid or a siren, you're not sure which. Uh, and, um, and just kind of like, like leaning up against it for a second, you close your eyes and expend some, uh, expend some of your, uh, energy and, um, just like let your senses expand across this entire city, um, on the lookout for any of those things that you can look out for. Um, you, you do not detect any aberrations dragons, fays, fiends, or undead. Um, though, uh, you do know that there are celestials and elementals in the city, though you don't know their location or the number of them. Okay. Um, and how far away was I from the other gate when I got my spidey senses tingling? Um, you were on the boat. Uh, it was up on the hill. So, like, you're, like, you were within a mile. Okay. Well, bummer. Yeah, you get the idea that if Farpool far doesn't have a gate, at least that you can detect from the center of town. Um, do you still walk, the, kind of walk around the edge of it, though? Yeah, sure. Why not? Mm -hmm. I don't have anything else to do. I'll get the lay of the land, figure out which streets are the main streets, mm -hmm. orient myself to the area so I know how to get about very easily. All right. Um, yeah, you like you're mapping all this kind of in your head as as well as you can. Uh, it's not you know the familiar familiar underdark or forest that you're used to, but you still have a pretty good handle on where things are. Um, as you are walking kind of on the western side of town, uh, you're walking kind of on the edge. There's like fields to the west. Um, all these like uh, kind of uh, looks like grape fields or olive fields. You're not sure which. Uh, maybe a variety of both. Uh, uh, I need you to make me a reflex save. What is a reflex save? Or a dexterity save, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I, occasionally, I, I occasionally slip back into third edition because I played it for so long. <laughs> um, I may be using my inspiration on that shit. Don't I waste your inspiration on it. Okay. Dex uh, save? Mm -hmm. I mean, considering I rolled a five, um, 13. All right. Uh... Um, something soft but still firm just kind of uh, flies into the side of your face and you hear um, it's not it kind of like lands in the ground uh, you look down and you see this like leather ball that's been stitched together uh, and you hear some kids kind of scream oh no oh god did you say it was wet no oh okay it's um I don't know why I filled that in <laughs> soft. It was like soft but firm is kind of what I said. Alright. Um, I'll pick it up and uh, where are the kids at? Uh, they're like 20 feet to your right looking horrified as they've like slammed this ball into the face of this person who's like heavily armed and wearing armor. 
Uh, and it's like, it's like, it's like these, like, uh, it's like a boy and a girl, uh, maybe like 10 years old. Okay. So were you guys just playing catch? Uh, Fantasy, uh, I can say. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the kids says, uh, we, were, we were kicking it around. We're practicing. Is it a game? Nod. Can you teach me? Kind of look at each other and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, they kind of point to this, like, kind of like, uh, it's like uh, some like drift, like not like driftwood, but like just some like scrap wood that's been cobbled together into like a crude net. Mm -hmm. uh, and they say, so you can't use your hands. Okay. And they sort of, so they say, throw, toss it back to us. I toss it back to them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they set it down, and then they say, "See, look, you dribble it with your foot," and they kind of kick it back and forth. Uh, and they say, "And the other one tries to stop the other one," and then and then they give it a big kick, and then you try to get it over there, and they point to the net. All right, so I'll 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 play with them. Um, I'll practice a little bit. I got a pretty good dex. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna say I spin. I'll go ahead and um, do. I think it's safe to take off my armor, or is that a bad idea? I mean, it's up, it's up to your character. Like, are you worried that, like, you'll get stabbed if, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just got to see it in alert. Uh, that right when you asked that, you just said, never let your guard down. <laughs> and I was like, CNN is giving you an open. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, though, Imani grew up pretty much trusting everyone around her. I hope so I don't get robbed. So, yeah, I, I take off my armor so I can move a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. Um... I will I will remain slightly armed. Like I'm not gonna let my magical weapons Oh yeah yeah. Um roll me a dexterity check. No proficiency. No proficiency? Mm hmm So just plus four instead of plus eight? Yep. Balls. Um sixteen. Uh like you have no problem with the little boy, but like when the little girl takes over, like uh, she rolled a 19. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, she schools you. <laughs> nice. Uh, like, she does, like, she does, like, like, the ball, like, she does things with the ball, you're, like, the ball's, like, moving in ways that you're, like, it shouldn't move that way, like, with the way she's moving, but, like, it, like she does, like, she kind of, like, kicks it around you, like, gets it to, like, um, oh, what's that word, where it kind of, like, curves back toward, banks back towards herself after she kicks it away, like, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, you spend, you spend a couple hours with this, and it's it's fun. Like then the sun's out, and it's just a good moment for you. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see Shivani and Una walk off together, uh, and then Amani waves and kind of heads toward back towards the center of town, uh, leaving you there in the docks. What do you do? What do you do? And then um, is this this isn't the next day? This is just we're doing the second half of the first day. Yeah. Okay. You've done, you did the Cook's interview earlier today. Yeah. So I'm going to go because I I met a I, I set the meeting with the other Cook lady for tomorrow morning, right? Uh, Um, I don't recall. I don't have it in my notes. Um, I think you just told her to go there. You'd meet her there. So. Okay. 
So we can do that part first. Mm -hmm. I'll also remind you that Yebin asked you to check in on somebody in the doc district. Yes, Elias. Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure if you'd remembered that or not. It was yeah. My my notes from last session were um, notes for next time. Go see Elias and go set up the. Apparently, I ran before <laughs> I wrote down soup kitchen. <laughs> so. Um, I didn't realize he was in the dock districts. Okay, I will go see or him. It's kind of just north of there in the merchant district, yeah. Okay, I'll go, to, I'll go see him first. Then. Okay. All right. Uh, so you head up uh, into the merchant district. Um, it's starting to get late in the afternoon. Um, uh, everything's still open. You see uh, uh, blacksmiths and farriers, and uh, you see a person who's like appears to be carving like this long... Uh, wooden beam for some sort of boat. Um, uh, and you find yourself uh, above a tailor shop. Uh, and there's a door on it. Uh, there's a door with uh, the name Elias kind of tucked into it with a little card. Okay. I will knock on the door. Mm -hmm. uh, the door kind of, uh, as you knock on it, the door kind of swings inward. Ah, so... Uh, it was open, not locked. Yeah. Doorknob. There's a doorknob, yeah. I will uh, say, hello, Elias, are you there? Alexa, um, uh, come in, come in. Uh, you, haven't, you haven't sent me, or, uh, I'm from the, the Church of Gwenely. No. You, haven't, you haven't sent you. And I'll step into the house. Mm -hmm. uh, the house is uh, kind of musty in that way that houses where somebody is sick is, you know, that kind of, yeah. just that kind of uh, <clears throat> flim smell, I guess for lack of a better word. That's all we need to talk about on that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I just want to make sure you get the full picture of, um, and you hear a voice from the back say, I'm in the, in, in the back room. So I, I uh, as I'm as I'm coming, I say, uh, "You haven't thought uh, that I should check in on you, see how you're doing." Um, he says, "I hope you have a handkerchief covering your mouth." I think I think I'll be fine. I've I've dealt with the sick before. All right. Um, so you uh, open the door to the back room. Uh, and lying in this bed, you see this sort of very kind of um, uh, skinny, emaciated-looking drow. Uh, uh, and his skin is just covered in these, like, terrible boils. Uh, and uh, the um, nodules under his armpit are just swollen. Oof. Well, you certainly look like you could use a little help. He says... Uh, uh, yeah, I reckon I could. Would you Would you mind if I examine you and see if maybe <coughs> I can do something to help you out? Mm -hmm. He says, please, come on in. Um, so do I get the, do I get the impression that this is something that's magically caused or is this just, just a run-of-the-mill disease? Uh, it is uh, a right. medicine check. All right. 
Uh, 12. Um, uh, you think that it's probably not magical, but aside from that, you don't know much about it. You kind of poke some areas. You kind of like, oh, that hurts. Um, I am going to try and cast, I think, Lesser Restoration on him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Nine. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so what are you hoping to do? Um, I think Lesser Restoration, it says you, you touch one creature and can either end one disease or one condition afflicting it. That would, that would cure this disease, yeah. Hey, all right. So I cast that on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it like the end of, uh, or is it like the beginning of the He just pops right up in his nightshirt and starts dancing around? Uh, it's like uh, Lord of the Rings, the tower. I was yeah. just going to say that, Amanda, when Theoden, <laughs> Theoden like, gets like, rid of Grima's uh, influence and like, like the... Uh, like uh, the um, you, you this magical, so you hold your holy symbol and touch his chest, and like this magical energy like flows through you. This from this like you can just feel this positive work, uh, and the boils start shrinking, uh, and he just uh, like these kind of like oh, like kind of cloudy cataracts, and his eyes clear up. Nice. Uh, he says, "Oh, oh my!" He says, "Um." Wow, that really that, that that did the ticket. That was um I thought I was going to die. Well, Gwendoly does help so, what you can. So who are you? Uh my name is Yinfir Bez Corny. I'm a stranger from out of town. Uh, he, kinda, he, he gets out of bed and kind of like falls to his knees a little and like kind of like takes your hand and tries to kiss it. I don't oh no, please, this it's not me doing the work, it's Gwendoly acting through me. He says, I've never seen, I've never seen Yebin do anything like this. I don't, well, it does take special training and, and I hear that uh, Gwenely hasn't been uh, very strong in these areas for a long time. He says, uh, that's true. He says, uh, I'm one of the few here in town that worship her. Well, we'll have to see about, about fixing that. Now, he says, perhaps, perhaps I can repay you in some other way. He says, um, you see, he looks up and down. He says, I can tell by the stripes of your fur that you're a, a furbolg with fashion foremost on your mind. I must, I must confess, I did, I did really appreciate the opportunity to get my fur dyed. It, it isn't something that I've done before, but I really like it. He says, I'm a tailor by trade. He says, um, perhaps I could, uh, well, give you some sort of... Um, some sort of tailored, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, custom suit. Well, how about this? I, I'd certainly appreciate that, and, but, uh, but uh, I don't think it would be right to take... He says, you saved my life. It would be nothing. He said, you, you applied your trade to me. Let me apply my trade to you. All right, but I, but I insist on paying. That's literally the opposite of what he wants to help you with. Yeah. You <laughs> at the very, at the very least, let me uh, 
let me just pay for the materials. He says any any amount that the suit would cost. He says you can. He says you can uh, tie it to the Church of Gwynedd. How does that sound? Perfect. He says I can't take your money. He says you gave me my life back. Uh, and he pats you on the back. He says uh, let's go downstairs to my shop. He says it'll be nice to have it open again. All right. Been a few weeks. Well, I'm certainly glad you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. And I head downstairs with him. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we need to straighten up on anything while I'm here? Um, he says, uh, I, I, I reckon I should. He says, um, he says, I'm, I'm not of a, uh, he says I can. He says I can pay someone to come in and clean it up. Okay. Well, I'm here. I'm here to help if you'd like. Just come. Just come downstairs and let me get your measurements. <laughs> and he kind of, he uh, kind of like, uh, just kind of slicks back his hair, his white hair, and uh, and you see kind of like beneath like the, uh, he does he, he, like as he gets out of bed and he's you know he's in good shape. He kind of holds himself very. Uh, highly and kind of his, his movements are very uh, intentional. So he takes you down. He says, let me just change out of this deathbed outfit and I'll be right there. I'll be right, right over there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> change out of my death shroud and I'll be with you in a moment. Yeah. All right. So he takes you downstairs and he gets your measurements and, um, he is going to make this. It'll take just a, a day or two, um, uh, and he's going to make you some fancy a fancy outfit. Uh, I think if you look in Roll and D and D Beyond, I believe in manage equipment there's actually like outfits uh, or clothing. Uh, fine. Uh, it's like fine clothes, maybe or yeah, fine clothes. Uh, yes, fine clothes. Uh, and then if you want to tie, uh, and so those would have cost 15 gold pieces. Um, so, you know, tithe that as you will. I spent multiples of that already today, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Shivani and Una. Um, uh, Shivani, a uh, a guy with kind of um, a weak chin, big jowls, comes over and says, "Well, um, uh, I don't think that either of you are students now, are you?" No. I, is that an issue? I seem oh, he to... says. He says, um, "Well, we do close up shop to the public at the sixth bell." So. Uh, what time is it? I'm sorry, I'm just a little engrossed to my reading. Fifteen minutes to the sixth bell. So this is just a, a courtesy you notice that uh, we're going to be closing soon. Yeah, it's oh. about dinner time. We should probably go get dinner. How, how far have I got into this book about um, the the kingdoms of Fungara? Or Fungara? Uh, Fungara. Uh, maybe like halfway through. Is there any chance you could loan this tome out for me? I'm not quite finished. With it yet. He looks at you and he says, Well, you you look like a trustworthy lot. He says, Um, we would just need some sort of 
well, deposit, let's say, just to ensure that the book returns. Of course, of course. How much, um, how much would you like? Uh, 25 gold pieces, I think, should, should do it. That's fair enough. I'll give him 25 gold. And he says, return the book, um, he says, and we'll return the 25 gold to you. He says, now, of course, every, every day past 10, he says, we will take a gold piece off the deposit. I think I should have it back to you tomorrow, actually. I have some other, other subjects to research. Your library is fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. It is, it is a good one, I guess. Don't let me put him down. Aww. Aww. A baby. Pass it on your lap then. He looks at you and he says, did you finish your book as well? The fauna of, of, uh, of Olia. Oh yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, Shivani wasn't as fascinated with it as I am. And I kind of like shove it back towards him. <laughs> well, thank you. Chain well, I can like shove it into him. I like push it across the table. <laughs> oh, I like to think that you, you're very strong. It's so just... Okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, he says, well, if there's anything else I can do to assist you. Actually, there is. Um, the, um, uh, uh, do any of the students uh, running around, uh, do they offer, I don't know what would be the best way to put it, sort of a, a temporary research assistant position? You you are, you are looking to get hired? No, 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 no. To, to hire a student to do some research for me. Oh well, um, it is it is summer, so I imagine you would have no problem finding a student to take on a bit of extra work for coin. In fact, I believe your friend here has already hired one of our brighter ones. Oh, you've already hired Hi. someone, Una. Yeah, uh, she's gonna come on the ship with us. Really? All right. Well, well is she still around this evening? Uh, no, she's left. I have her address. Oh, that's quite all right. Um, yes, if you have uh, someone about, uh, if you know of anyone who's perhaps more practiced in uh, more studying uh, conjuration-based magics. Oh, well, there's Gil. Gil might not be a bad... He's a student of conjuration and quite the nice fellow. Still sounds a little bit like a dick. Well, that's the one we met in the tower, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't like him that much. Is he in the library? Um, he says, oh, yes, he is, actually. Uh, he points towards the end of it. Uh, he says he usually he has a little, um, I forget the word for it. There's a term, a cloister there that he... Mm. Is for the is for the semester. Thank you ever so much, and Shivani will head in that direction. I follow. <laughs> All right. Um, you uh, go down into the alcove, uh, uh, and you get closer. You hear just kind of this um, popping uh, noise coming from inside of there. Um, is there a be door? Careful. Shivani, be careful. I've heard a lot about libraries. <laughs> what? I don't know what you've heard about. Uh... You know, the stacks? <laughs> um, 
And uh, as Una you, made a couple very like crude gestures and tried to like show me Okay, well, you were looking at me like you were confused. And as you look in the cloister, you see um, Gil, who you met uh, just yesterday. Uh, and he's sitting in there reading a book. Uh, and with his right hand, he's just kind of absentmindedly like producing this like flame and then like dismissing it and then producing this flame. And it's kind of making this popping sound every time he does it. Gil. Ah. Hello again. I don't know what you saw, but I definitely wasn't making fire in a library. Um, of course not. That would be wholly irresponsible. He says, did you need to talk to Lady Valencia again? No, I was looking for you, actually. I was wondering if you might have a little bit of free time this evening and be looking to make a little bit of extra coin. He uh, stops and thinks about it for a second. He says... Uh, uh, extra coin sounds good to me. Says, uh, no blow the belt stuff, though. Oh my god. <laughs> and it just laughs. I see, I told you. He says, look, somebody here's got a sense of humor. What, what do you need done? Uh, I have a subject I'm interested in researching. Uh, the library, I'm to understand, is being closed to non students, but if you could do some research for me this evening, then I will return tomorrow to look over what you found. I'm interested in any volumes or research involving permanent portals to the shadow fell. Oh, really? Uh, he says, um, you want to narrow that down a little bit? Like, what a... What, what about... What, he says, uh, portals are kind of our specialty in the conjuration school. What a... You like look in the you look in the punch hole to the shadow fail. No, already. I'm I'm interested if there are any recorded findings of existing portals that are already in existence and stable. Um, another one of my companions that you met earlier. She is. Doomed. She has experience with one such portal that exists where we're from, and we recently encountered another one elsewhere on uh, Fenagra. Oh, he, sa he says, oh, I thought you were going to say Mark Wayne. Oh, really? He says, uh, yeah, cast a lantern. Mark Wayne, they have, uh, they have a portal to the Shadowfell there. Uh, he says, uh, he says, uh, he says, me and Valencia took a, a, a day trip there once. Look at it. Well, any research you can find pertaining to those sort of portals, research that's been done on them, if there's been found any way to close them or contain them, any rituals surrounding uh, their existence, anything like that. Exactly how doomed the people are who hang out near them? Very <laughs> He says, um, where in Fenagra did you find one? Two. Skullport. Skull Hill, you mean? Yes. The port at Skull Hill. And then where is the other one? Oh no, you said you found two? Uh, it is beneath what's the mountain we live under? <laughs> Mount Otaku. Under Mount Otaku. Otaku? Otapu. Otapu. No. No. Hmm. 
he says, uh, well, uh, and how much were you going to pay me for this? He says, Gil's got to uh, eat. Of course. I'm trying to think. Standard is like two silver for unskilled labor, two gold for skilled labor. Una, while she pauses, Una gives him a platinum. Uh, <laughs> it's sold. It's got so it. You got your back, bud. <laughs> I shall be expecting um, high quality of research for that amount of money. You motherfucker. He says, uh, he looks at you and he says, how, how, much, how much quality do you want? What, what the lady said. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Una. You see, like it was hard to decide how much you are going to pay him, and I figured we'd pay him good. Right, well, uh, we will be back in the morning. Have a good evening, Gil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, says I'll get right on it. The whole platinum piece. Giovanni and Una leave. Una, dear, um, yeah. I appreciate you taking initiative. No but, problem. I got your back. Mm, <laughs> we, we, we do still need to work on you overpaying for services. <laughs> you said he was hungry. Oh. Yes, of course, and I was going to give him a decent amount, perhaps even a generous amount, but it would not have been that much. It's only, like, the shiniest one. One of the shiniest ones is not that terrible. I got tons of shiniest ones. Reputation. <laughs> it's quite all right. So let's, let's go back to the, uh, the hotel and meet up with the others and get some dinner, shall we? Sounds great. Uh, Amani, was there anything else you wanted to do while you're walking around the city? Uh, did you say my name? Yeah. <laughs> um, so how far did I make it around the city before I found the kids? Like halfway. Okay. Um, I'll finish walking around the city and go back to the inn, but I have plans for tomorrow, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I run across anything else while I walk? Uh, no, um, just uh, as you're walking back uh, kind of through the docks, you catch uh, uh, the uh, well, no, I guess the sun's in, sun sets in the west. Man, Chris, you really know how the sky works. Uh, I was gonna say, hey, it's your world. It can set wherever the fuck you want to yeah. I was going to suggest that you saw the sunset over the uh, ocean, but I realized that was the wrong direction. So, no, you just make it back to the hotel. It's, it's, very, it's a very nice day. Uh, walking around, feeling the breeze on you. It's quite, quite still not, you're not still not hundred percent used to it, but. Um, I assume that um, in speaking with the children, I got a pretty good idea of what the game is and, and yeah. what is required. It's fantasy soccer. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I wanted yeah. to do. Definitely. Uh, Yin. Uh, what do you do after you get your measured for your suit? Sorry, I was muted. Um, I'd like to head down to the temple or near the temple mm -hmm. and um, kind of get the help getting the soup kitchen set up. And then I'd like to see if I can find a building to buy near there. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, so uh, you get near the shrine and you hear this argument inside of it. And you hear this person say, he sent me to help set up a kitchen. I don't know what the problem is. You're sitting in my bed. Get out of my bed. Uh, and you go in and you see um, Ruby and Yebin. Um, and Yebin, as you walk in, uh, they both kind of stop and look at you. Uh, Yevin says, who is this halfling you sent me? <laughs> I, he's an excellent cook. Uh, we had a, we had a, a job interview for, for some people that were looking to cook on our ship, on our upcoming voyage, and she seemed like a perfect fit for something I thought we might like to implement down here. Well, could, could, Shall we all sit and chat for a bit? Ruby says, yes, please, let's do that. <laughs> she doesn't believe that you hired me to do things here. <laughs> oh, also, uh, Yevin, uh, Elias is okay. He's, uh, he's doing just fine now. He, he had, a, he had a, a, a touch of bother, but he's, uh, he's certainly been, been fixed right up. He had a spot of the plague. <laughs> That's right. A little bit of bobules. <laughs> I had the plague once. It sucked. Okay. <laughs> no joke. Did you really, or is that a joke? No, really. Like, like the like the Black Death plague. Yeah. Like holy shit. How did you get? The I got it. I got it from uh, old theater clothes. When I did community theater, I got the this under my arms. Oh my god. It's really gross. You know the squirrels in the Grand Canyon have the bubonic plague, and they bite people. I had to take this medicine for it, then I couldn't go out in the sun, and it was like July. Oh no. <laughs> That's freaking crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm wow. really excited that I know someone who's had the bubonic plague and lived through it. That's awesome. Well, all you need is, like, antibiotics these days. All right. All right, so you're able to broker a piece uh, between the two of them, no problem at all. Uh, um, So, uh, what, uh, you said you wanted to buy a building? (laughs) Maybe, I'm going (laughs) to... As, it's as in the slums. It's not going to be that expensive, hopefully. Listen. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, but I was thinking, um, what I'd I'm like really to really role playing crazy things here, buying real estate. <laughs> slumlord. <laughs> and he's buying in the slums, and he calls himself a slumlord. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, Sean, I just can't stop buying real estate for like three hours. I can't help it it that that doing what I do in real life is friggin' character consistent. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but I was thinking, in addition to the soup kitchen, you know, I'd I'd like to to set up some some housing for for people here in the area. You know, if there's anybody that's uh, down on their luck, doesn't have a home, you know, I think it's the it's the responsibility of the Church of Gwenelie to to make sure that everybody has a hearth. 
Mm-hmm. Not the least of all yourself. I noticed you're sleeping here. She says, yeah, I've slept here my whole life. Well, perhaps we can... Uh, she says this. She says I spent more time on this lying on this pew than she says. Uh, actually, I don't. Ha- I don't have a folksy. I don't have a folksy uh, uh, aphorism for that one. She says I'll work on that. But I think it's. I think it's important that, you know, after your years of service, we get you a home with a door. She says the temple has a door. I put a bell on it so I wake up if people come in. Well, maybe we can put your little private door on a little mm-hmm. room off the back. A what to what now? A little, a little room off the back you could live in. A privat door? I'm, like, I'm assuming she knows how language works, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> she says, no, I'm just, I'm just, she says, I'm just messing with you. She says, I've had a private door before, though. <laughs> well, and that, that would be my question is, do you think, I mean, what I'm, what I'm liking, what, it, what I'd like to set up is something um, nearby where we could um, host, you know, people that are living on the streets or families that are living on the streets that need some time to to get their feet back onto them. Didn't you say that there really weren't, like, homeless people everywhere here? That was in the other terminal empire. Well, I, assume, I still assume there were some, but not, like, huge amounts, like in the Carmenova part. So are there none? No, there's definitely people down under luck here. Um, it's just not like it's not like it's not like the Carthol slums. That's what I was saying. Um, I don't remember the Carmen Nova Empire having a bunch of people living on the streets. No, they said that they didn't have any. Is what I was saying. I thought he was confusing oh. it for because they cleared it out for us. Yeah, they just put them in the stocks instead of letting them street sleep on the streets. I don't think that's how that worked. Okay. Yeah, it worked at all. You, <laughs> you guys are making a lot of assumptions. <laughs> what? Um. Anyway, uh, uh, she says I think that'd be a mighty fine idea. She says not only would I get my own private door, she says, but it sounds like we'd be filling Gwenelly's tenants and all that. Sorry, it took me. It took me a few a little bit to remember her character voice. <laughs> I got it back now, though. But do you think it would be? A better idea to add on to the church or to, to buy a separate building. She kind of looks around at the one room that this church is and she says, I don't know. You'd, she said, where would you add on to? <laughs> she says, oh, you need space. Like a, looks like there's a big open area behind and to the north of it. Oh, you're actually looking at the map. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming I'm looking at the right little building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, she says, or you can just buy that big one that we're right next to. Well, do you know the owners? Uh, she says, uh, she says, I reckon someone does. She says, uh, whoever, whoever owns it now ain't been much effort into it. Uh, she says, it's, uh, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, it was apartments. Now it's just kind of lofts and, you know, people just kind of squat there. She says, but, uh, Put some time and effort into it. In a real kitchen, people might like to call that place home. All right, sounds good. Well, I'll uh, I'll get started on that. Do you think you could you could help Ruby get set up a little bit and get started on on feeding some people? She says, uh, 
I don't know where we're going to find a kitchen at or a table to serve them from, but she says, sure, we'll figure something out. Right. And then uh, she says, no, of course, those things will, uh, she says, it will cost money, unfortunately. Winnelly provides, but not that much. Yeah, you're right. I think we'll, um, so in the, over the next couple of days, I'll be here to help. Uh, and then I'll be gone for, what is it, 40 days? 30. 30-ish. Well, 30-ish. I'll be gone for, a, for at least 30 days, probably the after. Mm-hmm. So um, let's do let's do uh, breakfast and dinner service. Uh, she says, how many people do you want to feed every day? She says, there's surely a need for quite a few. It's <clears throat> a good question. I need I need magical Google to tell me what an average soup kitchen service is. Just make it up. It's a fantasy game. Doesn't need to be based <laughs> on any sort of reality. Um, how many people you want to have? Well, let's let's uh, start with a hundred a day, and we'll do breakfast and dinner. That's a whole lot. Yeah. She says, uh, "Okay, we can do that." She says, uh, "I'm assuming you don't want them to have the steak uh, that comes at those fancy restaurants." She says. Uh, what sort of a level of a food would you like to feed the man? I think just simple fare. Filling, <laughs> filling, energy rich, balanced, you know, a little bit of bread, a little bit of soup, a little bit of protein. All right. Um, she says, well, we call it a, she says, calling it a, a, a modest meal or a poor meal. She says, quite the difference between the two. <laughs> I think modest meal. All right. Mm. Um, is modest, too, is modest too much, Matt? <laughs> yeah. It's what we eat on a regular basis. Uh, I mean, I think it's two silver a day, three, or is it three silver per day per person? So uh, that's 30 gold a day for mm-hmm. 100 people. Oh, that's that that would be a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, probably wouldn't be 100 people, it'd probably be like 40 at most. Oh, if you, if, you, if you have food for 100, 100 people will come by and eat it, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, people who don't need it will come by and eat it. Whereas right, well, then, is what? Some then, per person? Then let's do, then let's do poor. All right. That would, be, uh, that would be six gold pieces per day. Oh, okay. that's much more reasonable. Yeah. For 100. Uh, so 12 for two meals. Oh, no, that's per day. So, yeah, that would... We'll call it for both breakfast and dinner. That would be uh, six gold pieces per day. Gold times. And then Ruby, do you think you could do a? Do you think you could do a, a, a decent job, a filling job for, for that kind of, for, for that kind of supply cost? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, "Don't forget, you said two gold pieces per day for me too. So that's eight per day. Eight per day." Oh, yeah, eight per day total. Uh, and then how many days do you want to pay for up front? I think... Um, I'll go ahead Stop and... trying to start a soup kitchen and then run out of the ways to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go, I'll go ahead and pay for 60 days up front. All right, so take uh, 480 gold pieces off your sheet. <laughs> Sean, we're level six. <laughs> you spent a hundred and a lot of money, though. On, 
on chocolate on accident. Yeah, that's a class campaign though. Like this isn't outside of what we do. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna add Elias's tithe to that. So I'll I'll take four sixty five out of mine and. You mean four? You mean four ninety five? Well, no, I was gonna do the four eighty total. Just the math even, and then I'll I'll add his. I'll add 465, and I'll toss in his 15. No, you're just paying them less. Yeah, you're, you're, you're paying the 15. You're paying the 15 yeah, for Yeah, you're paying the 15. Oh, that's right. I can give you yeah. money. Yeah, <laughs> <Not> about that. <laughs> but, I'm doing All right. That. Um, and I really don't want to role play this, so I'm just oh. going to tell you that uh, if you want to buy that big building, you can do that. It'll be 500 gold pieces. Okay. I will go ahead and do that. Um, and then if you want to fix it up, uh, it'll probably be like another hundred. Okay. I will go ahead and do that too. Um, and uh, yeah, and that will uh, cover labor and supplies. And so they'll start working on that uh, and it'll probably be done by the time you get back. Assuming you back when you think you're going to get back. <laughs> and we never return to this city again. Yeah. I, mean, I hope that you're going to discuss with someone organizing donations. Nope. Well, you don't pay for it all until. It's a church. <laughs> yeah, it takes donations. I assume the church takes donations. But. Well, yeah, but, but they don't have any parishioners, so where do they get their donations? Yeah, they don't yet, but I've got two days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Um, <laughs> two days. <laughs> <laughs> I think free housing and free housing and free food for sixty days helps buy a lot of goodwill from people who can't give donations. <laughs> it's no, it, there there might be some philanthropic souls who see the good work and decide to donate to help out. Mm -hmm. Also, <laughs> also, you're, you're you're planting seeds. You know, you you give these people housing and they. Know, have a stable place they can get jobs and hell it worked in Denver. It's it's fantasy. <laughs> it's what I want in real life. But it's Denver. <laughs> so at least we're getting it somewhere even if we yeah. can't get it in reality. All right so coincidentally and conveniently uh, all of you come back together about the same time from your various errands uh, kind of walking back up almost at the exact point that you guys uh, departed from. Wow. Oh hello. Giovanni has a big book under one arm. Hello. <laughs> we read some books. Oh. Did you find anything interesting in your books? Yes, uh, quite a bit actually. This one's on the the two kingdoms that preceded the the common of the empire in Thanagara. I'm about halfway through it. I'm hoping to finish it this evening. But, um, shall we grab? I saw a picture of a Tyrannomachia Rex. It was big, it had short arms. <laughs> uh, after you're done with that book, would you mind if I read it? Um, well, yes. Um, it does have to be returned within the next 10 days, but I doubt it will take you that long to, uh, to uh, read through it. But sure, absolutely. Double check my intelligence. No, it shouldn't take me that long. <laughs> 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 My intelligence is four. When did that happen? <laughs> what? 
I mean, you just got to make sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, you guys have a nice dinner. Yeah. Uh, anybody have anything else they want to do that evening? Over dinner. Um, Shivani will mention Amani. Learned something interesting today while we were at the library. Uh, you remember that Gill fellow we met at the, the Wizard's Tower? Yeah. Apparently he's visited another one of those gates. It was in... Mark Wayne. Blah, 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 and I say the name of the place. Mark Wayne. Mark Wayne in Castellanter. Right? Yeah. Castellanter. That's one of my favorite names so far. Where is that in the world? It's, it's uh, southeast of us. So I've got, some, I've got some, some research on the gates this evening, and I'm going to go inspect what he pulls together tomorrow. Uh, do you mind if I join you? Of course not. No world map? Oh. Uh, wait, which, what do you need the world map for? I want to see where Castellanter is. It's on the Obsidian Rim map. It's... Yeah, oh, we're I, don't on. Have it pulled, I don't have it pulled up. Sorry. Yeah, I forget that sometimes I'm on different screens and you guys are. So I had it pulled up and I was like, oh, they can see it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Castellanter. Oh, I see. Okay. Why can't I see it? Where the hell is this map? It's all the way down at the bottom. It's underneath Lakana. All I have is a white. Things. I'm gonna re reload it. Yeah, maybe you need to. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would very much like to go with you tomorrow. Of course. Um, I was thinking if it pans out to be something interesting, perhaps instead of taking wine up north, we might find something else that would take us to Castellanter and do some investigating. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a potential plan to me. Yeah. Oh, it's colored now. Have, <laughs> Are you zoomed in really far? <laughs> no, it looks completely white. It's just like a little white square, and then I reload it in, and I see it. Oh, okay. Um, have we have we've already committed resources to the? <coughs> right? No, we haven't. Not yet. We haven't bought oh. one yet. No, oh. Okay. And perhaps while we're while we're all together, we we'd like to. Uh, um, Talk to the talk to the captain while you can all scream advice at me. You mean what Thora? Are? Thora, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Do we need to tell her anything beyond just checking up and making sure that she's okay? We want to make sure that she knows uh, Captain Kennan. <clears throat> she's getting us into a place, maybe like try to get us somewhere and then she's trying to board us and take the ship or something like that. Yeah, that was yeah. The, the original thought was that to check on uh, <laughs> Captain Kinnon's references, but we forgot to do that beforehand. <laughs> yeah, and also tell her that we're still, you know, trying to come up with a plan to bust her out. That sort of stuff. She's not forgotten. And see if she's out, she has any advice for uh, what we should do with the ship, other than running, running wine. You see, but if we bring that up to her, she might ask us for a percentage. <laughs> uh oh, what's wrong? Uh, I can't see you. 
Oh no. We can see you just fine. <clears throat> did well, you click the uh did you change your view up in the upper right? I did. Oh, okay, there we go. Now you're back. Uh, I minimized you and you all disappeared. Who would have thought? Well maybe don't minimize us. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what I was gonna check, but I was gonna check. Um Shall I give the captain a call or do you want to wait till tomorrow? No. Prepare call. Okay. So, long screen. And what is her name? What is Captain Kinnon? Captain Kinnon Genshai. Yep. I didn't realize it until now. I really got sunburned today. Oh, well, I know. Oh, wow. Very hot. Oh, we're talking about the... Okay, why do we need references on the one that's already helped us out, though? In case she set up a trap for us or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I will... Uh, ringy dingy, the captain. Captain, what you, you got twenty five? You got twenty five words. What do you say? All right. So, uh, met Kinnan Jinshai. Checking, she's cool. Or checking, checking she's trustworthy. Um, planning wine run to. Baldheim, any recommendations? Uh, shit, what was the other thing we were going to check out? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> How are you holding up? Still, well, we're not really working. <laughs> Still aware you need rescue. Two words left. Uh, how's thing? <laughs> All right, you send your message through the ether. Um, you get a response back. Uh, Kenan's absolutely trustworthy, good woman. Um, uh, she says, uh, Valdeheim pallet runs cheap. Huh. Don't overspend on fine wines. Hmm. Good to know. Um, I'm uh, doing well, still in fancy <laughs> room, uh, bored but well fed. All right. I will relay that to the group. 
So I guess we need to buy vats of wine and not and not good bottles. Two buck chuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you buy two buck chuck and you sell it for four bucks. So you make money in high school. Okay. So, uh, so she's replied. Um, what do you guys do? Um, I'll do my evening prayers after we go eat. Are we going to go eat? Yeah, we ate. Okay, after something we're done, I'm going to do my evening prayers. And then around... Let's say like 9.45 p.m. I'm going to go and knock on Shivani's door. All right, Shivani, there's a knock at your door. Um, okay, uh, the door seems to open on its own. Rupert! Hey, Rupert. Oh, Una, yes. Hey, uh, we're going out. Come on. I'm sorry? We're going to go out. Come on. I'm I'm reading. Why are we going out? Come on, it'll be fun. We never have fun. I need I your help with something. I agree. We spent most of the day in the library. <laughs> <laughs> I need your help with something, and I'm asking you because Yin went and got himself striped, so he sticks out a little bit too much. And Amani, when you try to talk to people, so he gets angry really fast. So you're the best person for this job. <laughs> Oh, Matt froze. Oh, Matt froze. Wondering if it's the hotel Wi-Fi. It probably is. He's almost frozen like once or twice for like a second. Are you back? I think your hotel Wi-Fi kicked it for a second. Yeah, a little bit. So where are we going? Uh, We're going to go down to the docks, find a bar. And do what there? Uh, find some semen. <laughs> and do what with the semen? Talk to them. Listen, I'll explain it on the way. Come on, let's go. I'm not sure you need me for this. Yeah, no, because we need to be personable. And you're smart, and you can help me be personable. Oh, dear. Shivani will lock her room door and go with, go with Una. <laughs> Let me talk to you about dimensional handcuffs <laughs> <laughs> or dimensional traffic. <clears throat> so what we're going to do is we're going to try to find a boat or preferably a few boats with uh, people going to Vulturus. Vulturus. Valtoris. Mm. Valtoris? Mm-hmm. Valtoris. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, so you go down to the docks, uh, and uh, uh, roll me. God. Well, we're gonna go to a bar, and Una's gonna do the thing where she buys a round for the entire uh, bar. Okay, um, you do that. Uh, yeah. No. Roll me persuasion check with advantage. Damn it. Mm. Fifteen. All right. Um, uh, 
you uh you buy the round you buy the buy the uh buy the whole bar around and then kind of ask around for people that are going to Valtoris or from Valtoris. Going to. Um uh this this uh this uh dwarven woman uh she uh says uh name Shandy she says uh yeah, we're heading that way. She says, uh, looking for a lift? Actually looking more for somebody who's heading that way who can work as a part of a messenger for me. She, she looks at you, Shivani, and she says, uh, what's your part in this? She's my friend. Okay. Uh, she says, yeah, she says, uh, I can take your letter to Valtoris, she says. Uh, and then, but when you're in Valtoris, I need you to find somebody who's going to Hokkaido. So and that could be a, a little more difficult. That is a little more difficult, but that's why I'm going to pay well for it. And then your, uh, when you're giving this letter off to the person going to Hokkaido, they're going to look for somebody going as uh, close to Sujuru's possible and then eventually the strategy gets seizures. Okay. She nods. She says, uh, uh, 10 gold pieces and I'll do that for you. <laughs> I reach into my pocket and grab 10 gold pieces because I can count. All right. <laughs> and I give her 10 gold pieces. She takes the letter and takes the 10 gold pieces and she says, uh, uh, Hokkaido, then to Sujurus. You got it. Yep. All right. And then I'm going to spend as much of the night as Shivani's willing to stay out with me trying to find more people heading that way. And the next couple of nights, I'm going to do the same thing until all six of my letters are gone. Um, you actually find uh, uh, three more tonight. Nice. Uh, so just drop another 30 gold. Are these letters for your family, Una? Yeah, I'm uh, hoping to get them some sort of message. I tried to see if Yin could message them, but he said he has to message people that he knows. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get them some sort of... No, that I'm trying to get there, I'm alive. Uh, I can't do it right now, but don't worry. That sort of thing. Roll me an Arcana check. What? Roll me an Arcana check. Who? Shivani. Well, that's another natural 20. Oh, good. I was like, I will give you my answer. Uh, (laughs) 6, 26. Um, You know of a magical item that you saw in Anandil's shop that could accomplish this without having to go to a farrier. Teleportation rock? No, it's actually a letter that will send itself to a desired recipient. Oh. Okay. I tell Una about this. Really? Is that fucking easy? (laughs) Magic, darling. Jeez, I never, never quite got in my head around that shit. 
Uh, okay, well, let's go there tomorrow morning then. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, and Uno buys the bar another round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, take off another 10 gold pieces for your round of buying. <laughs> All right, uh, unless anybody has uh, uh, something else for that day, it is now the 59th day of the year 700. Oh, I do want to spend the night reading the book, the diaries, but yeah. that's no big deal. Mm -hmm. All right, um, Amani, I think you said you had something this morning and you're usually the first up, so what, uh, what you got? Um, well, I'm going to go and um, I guess I would want to go down to... Yeah, I'm going to go down to the docks, mm -hmm. and I'm going to find two really well-made nets. Mm -hmm. So how much would that cost me? Uh, it's in the book. Uh, I think it's in the book in the equipment table. Um, or maybe in the weapon table. It's it's in there somewhere. Okay. So Weapons... Them? I don't uh, net. Net's a gold piece a piece. Okay, so two gold. And then um, four pieces, I think. Now I'm going to find a woodworker. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell him what I want, and I'm going to describe the goals, the, the goal, the nets. Oh, cool. And uh, I want them made really well. Mm -hmm. And I give them the nets, um, and I want them permanent. So I want them put into the ground with posts, so mm -hmm. you know they can't be taken away. Mm -hmm. It's a gold piece. Yeah, three gold then. Fuck yeah. Is Amani creating a soccer field? She is. <laughs> um, we had fun with the kids. Uh, yeah. Um, Not a problem. You uh well, she has four four little sisters who uh she misses a lot. Oh so it makes a lot of character sense. Mm-hmm. Uh give yourself inspiration if you don't already have it for your noise. Oh, I have it. <laughs> I know. We haven't really done anything where we needed to use inspiration in a while. All right, so uh what do you guys do with your day? Uh, that morning, Una's going to come down and see Yen and Shivani and be like, you guys want to go shopping? Yes, let's stop by the Oculist briefly. We're on day four or five, I think, or is this three or five? Uh, I believe. Is the 59th? Uh, it is the 59th. You guys got this the on the 5th. So, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, it should be tomorrow. Oh, okay. Fine, make sure that's done. Okay. Um, yeah, you can stop by the Arcanist shop and then head up to the library. Mm -hmm. Where is that store with the things? Yes, the store with the things, you know. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, I'm you're back in time for this because uh, I know you wanted to do the portal thing too. So. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, so you go to Anandil's. Uh, um, she shows you progress on your nearly finished arm. It's coming along very nicely. Looks lovely. And we inquire about the, whatever the scroll of... Uh, she says, oh, she says, um, uh, yes, quite common, she says, in this town of sailors. She says, it's called a paper bird. 
paper bird. So you write, you write your message on it. You say who you want it to go to. It folds itself up into a bird and flies away. Cool. How much? Uh, 50 gold pieces. Great. And I give her 50 gold pieces. Shivani, can you write me a letter? Of course, Una, dear. Great. Though you did hire a scribe. <laughs> oh, I hired her for when we're on the boat. <laughs> not on the boat yet. <laughs> She's really cool. I think you'd all like her. You hired a scribe? Yeah. yeah. Why? Because <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I wonder if she can help uh, make copies of my books. Uh, only if you're paying for part of her wages. <laughs> it probably won't take until we leave. Mm. We will need someone to keep the captain's log. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's part of it. She can write my letters. She can do other things that have to do with reading and writing and adding and subtracting. And uh, Anandil says, and by the way, we do have a, a you have a sale on the birds that if you buy four, you get the fifth three free. So, so you can sell, send it to the, wait, does it only go once? Uh, well, the bird will go to whoever, whoever you send it to, she says, but it does have to fly there, so it can take a little bit of time. Okay. And then does it fly back? How does this work? I, I'm confused. If, if, how does it work? If the, she says that if the recipient wishes to write you back, they can write on it and utter your name, or they can utter someone else's name. You may never get the bird back. Okay, fine. I'll take the birds. All right, so it'll be 200 gold pieces total. Yeah. How do these birds work? Do they work magically, or is it just a regular bird? It's magic. They've turned, they turn into a paper bird. The paper bird literally flies the, wherever they go. But then they have to get there, Would right? Would it get to the undernation? What's that? Would it make it to the undernation? Um, yeah, if if there's a way to get to the undernation, it'll make it there. I think there's probably there's probably some caves that aren't blocked off, so it would just it takes the most direct route. And it's fifty gold. Mm -hmm. I'll take four of them. She, she gives you five. Why? Let's buy four, get one free. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so I. So take 200 gold pieces off. Yep. Uh, and they're in D&D Beyond. You can just add them yourself. Uh, Birds. Paper bird. Um, cool. Uh, so, uh, you guys get your paper birds. Um, uh, and uh, Annandil tells you to come back tomorrow, and she'll fit your arm, and you should be good to go with that. Marvelous. All right. So, what do you guys do with the rest of your day? I want to get Giovanni to write me this letter, like as soon as we're outside the door. <laughs> I think I'll head off to the church Letters. and see how the see how the soup kitchen's going. We will go to the library. Yep. All right. So. Uh, I will do years first, Yen. Um, uh, you come down to the western side of town. Uh, 
uh, you're walk you as you walking you see a person kind of walking that way with uh some nets and wood under his arms and like a bag of cement that he's got pushing he's pushing in a wheelbarrow <laughs> you're not sure what to make of that uh and uh you come around the corner and you see this huge line yeah. um uh, and uh you do some quick counting and there's probably like a good 150 people in line <laughs> Do they all look hungry? I mean, they're all skinny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll walk up and, and talk to Yibin. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so how's it going? Looks, it looks like we're, we're having a bit of a success. Um, she says, uh, I'm more popular than a frog on gigging day. She says, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she says uh, for frogs? <laughs> she says uh she says uh I just don't think we'll have enough food to feed all these folks. She says already fit about sixty of them. <laughs> How'd you manage to get the word out so quickly? Uh she says uh well I got myself a pot and a big old spoon and just went walking through the streets. Tell everyone free food down at the Temple of Winnelly. Just bring your appetite and a bowl for us to serve the soup into. <laughs> oh, certainly, certainly was an effective message. Uh, she says, uh, "I'm I'm doing this thing," and she kind of lowers her voice and she says, "A little, I'm, I'm telling everybody that I'm putting a little Winnelly blessing on their soup." She says, it doesn't actually do anything, she says, but they think it makes it taste better. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's try not to, to lie too much to people, but, but certainly we can, we can wish, uh, wish the best on the soup. She says, would you, like to, would you like to say one of them official blessings over? She says, you got, that, uh, you got them powers and all. Yeah, I think I will. Um, and Chris is going to make me role play the damn thing. <laughs> I wasn't, but now I. Am. <laughs> uh, so you walk over and you see a very busy uh, Ruby, who's like kind of like taking a pot down, putting another pot up. You actually see Elias there. Uh, he's he's helping out. Uh, oh. And here's uh, people, you know, and uh, Yevon comes back over and she's oh sorry, she says there's some fake blessings over the soup because people are waiting for her to do that. Uh, and, uh, and then she says, Hey everyone, everyone, like have your attention, please. She says, this here's Yenfer. He's from underground and, uh, <laughs> they worship Gwendolyn quite a bit more than they worship her here. Uh, it is a real religion. I've been telling you all that for darn near 50 years. She says, um, and he'd like to say a few words. So if you could say some few words there kindly in for these people that are eating the food that you purchased for them. <laughs> well, thank, thank you all for coming. Uh, Gwendolyn is certainly bountiful in, in her protection of hearth and home. And that's something I think all of us could use a little bit more of. The protection, the warmth of home, and a full belly in the, to, to save you on your work day, and a full belly to send you to bed at night. And spread the word. We're going to do the best we can to make sure that the people of this city this fine city that's been so welcoming to us to this point is full of people that have an opportunity to grow and food and shelter. 
Roll me a performance check. Let's see how well this goes over. Plus advantage because you're buying the breakfast. <laughs> Just buying food. Oh, all right. I'm gonna use my inspiration for that. Fuck. Uh, sixteen. I mean, it's still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not Shivani's 26 Arcana at every opportunity. <laughs> the dice is with me tonight. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, people are, people kind of applaud a little bit. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we're going to cut away from there to the library where all the action happens on Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it's the library. <laughs> <laughs> So no, once, we're, once we're in the library, we will find a little table and Shivani will get out her quill and ink pot and one of the paper birds and write down a letter for Una. So I actually want to send two paper birds. The first one I want to send to Grandmother Leader of our tribe and it's going to be a little bit more formal, being like, hey, I'm a lot. Well, not like that, because that was really informal. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Una. I'm alive. I want to come home, but I cannot figure out how. Uh, please keep in touch. This bird will come back to me if you send a reply. And then I want to send the second one to Vinat, my dad, and be like, hey, it's me. I hope everything's going good, and the kids are okay, and you're okay. Uh, I'm kind of trapped over here in this nation, but it's better than the other nations I've been trapped in so far. So there's that. Um, just tell people I'm alive and that I'm not trying to get home. Uh, I hope to hear from you. Bye, Una. And I'll sign Una at the bottom of each of them. So I can sign my name. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, so uh, you do that. Uh, Una, you pick up the piece of paper. Uh, you say the name of each of those recipients. Uh, and then the birds turn in a little, uh, the papers turn in a little, fold themselves into little birds and the birds fly out the window. You might don't fuck this up. <laughs> and then I will look for Gil. Uh, you go back to his cloister uh, and you see him there. He's like asleep on the table. On the job. I push him off the table. <laughs> I'm awake. That was unnecessary, but good morning. What time is it? Late, early, early? Early. Like Depends on when you went to sleep. Uh, he says, uh, I, don't, I don't know. They don't ring the bells at night. Uh, thought I maybe saw Don coming about the time I decided to... Kip her off. Oh, you were hard at work. Good, good, good. Do you, tell us what you found. You, you did give me a platinum piece, so, uh, you know, that's a lot of meals. Um, he says, uh, he uh, kind of looks at the three of you and he says, oh, hey, Imani, how are you doing? Um, well, how about yourself? Not too bad. How are you enjoying your time in the city? It's been very entertaining so far. Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, he says, uh, so, um, 
Shivani here asked me to look into portals to the Shadowfell. Uh, I told him about the one I knew about in Marquane. Uh, he says, um, he says, and so here's what I know about that. He says, uh, there's an order of people uh, in Marquane who watch over the portal. Uh, and apparently the portal has oscillations where it kind of the power coming from it grows and contracts. And when it grows too big, uh, a member of that order has to sacrifice themselves in order to kind of put the, put the portal back in a period of contraction. Um, no, that's how Red Shabani goes doomed. Yeah, they are doomed. He he doesn't seem to get the inside joke. Uh, he says, but uh, he says it's. I mean, it seems like um, uh, as far as I could tell from the notes I found, no one knows how to seal these shut. Otherwise, they would be sealed shut. Uh, though it, I did read of one instance of somebody who used their power to open one. So uh, sounds like you're a dick. Yeah, what says, happened uh, when somebody opened one? Uh, he says. Uh, well, a bunch of foul things spilled out of it. Uh, hundreds of people died. Uh, and then it got sealed back shut again. Uh, not a great, not a great story. Uh, he says, uh, as far as here in the Obsidian ring, ring, Rim goes, he says, uh, the books I've read through didn't say anything about there being any of these portals in Avolia. Uh, he says, uh, Orphan Dahlia, he says, um, but it sounds like uh, a traveling researcher did find that there may have been one in Riderva, uh, in the city of Zadora. Uh, he says, um, he says there's also apparently one up in Isheim, up in the northern tip of Aldeheim. Mm. Mm. Uh, and he says, uh, he says, but apparently, and this is what I find fascinating, is... Uh, is they they all they both have a uh, the same type of setup where they have somebody watching over them who sacrifices themselves, uh, but um, we don't really know much about these people. They're very secretive. Uh, they don't like talking about it. Um, he says, but uh, one of them, uh, the, he says, one in one of the uh, one of the travel logs here, one of them said that they came from uh, over in Aristica, apparently in a country called Carthalia. The portals did, or the person? Uh, the person. That's apparently the where person. they trained. Huh. Where they trained? That's when when pressed further on the on the question, they uh, they apparently stopped talking and said something to the effect of "I've said too much." When uh, when was this account written? Uh, Two hundred and fifty years ago. It's a while. Yeah. But you know, we should go all the way over to Carthalia and just like see what's up. <laughs> and, you know, just from there, go right up to Sujurus back to. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's, if we're already over there, like why not? <laughs> uh, he says. Also, uh, I looked. I, I searched all the books I could find on the subject. No one knows how they started. Uh, all, all we know is that they've been here for uh, quite some time. <clears throat> Though he says, I didn't see any um, indication. He says, I, I mean, I didn't see any, any, I mean, I don't know if it just doesn't go back far enough, he says, but uh, I, haven't, I haven't found any reports of these from prior to the uh, day of the tentacles. Hmm. Hmm. 
that, that correlation definitely does not mean causation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything from that. Fascinating. Um, he says, uh, uh, and that's all I was able to learn over the course of eight hours. <laughs> Do you think there's more to learn if you took more time? There's always more to learn. But, I mean, he says, we have, we have thousands of books and a card catalog that defies rationality. He says, uh, who knows what else is in here? So what's your rate then for research? Uh, well, they were paying me a platinum piece a day. Uh, you gave me a platinum like, piece. I don't know that we agreed on a length of time necessarily. Uh-huh. You uh, gave me a platinum uh, piece and told me to come back to you the next day with information. So there's a payment and then a time frame. Is that a point? Um, I won't be paying you a platinum piece a day. What is your regular rate for someone he says he says probably about two gold pieces a day um he says and, all, and also i wouldn't be able to take it on forever he says i got you know i got school work i gotta get done when i mean the platinum is a better deal than two gold pieces it's only one do platinum not, please do not try to help right now <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's like you drive a hard bargain una but uh <laughs> una does not have my money and i'm the one who's willing to pay you <laughs> you have to go back to school. Uh, I mean, I'm really, I mean, I, I'm taking time off from it to do this, he says. Um, oh, you're currently in school? Um, how much time could you take off from school? Oh, I thought they were on summer break. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I, I mean, it's like a... Half it, It's a break, yeah, but he's, there's still stuff he's got to be, like, practicing and learning and doing. But. Fair. He says, "How much you willing to? Uh, how much you willing to pay me?" He says. Um, I mean, it depends on how much time you have available. You said two gold a day. Tell me how many days you'd like to pay me for it. I'll tell you if I can do that many. I'm leaving town, and I'll be gone for about thirty. Is I I'd love to. I mean, thirty days. That's enough to go through a good portion of this library, right? You're not going to read every single book. He nods. He says, yeah, I can probably, I can find more. He says, no, I will, I'm happy to do this. I will warn you. It is a game of diminishing returns, barring some sort of discovery. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so two gold a day. So that'd be 60 gold. He nods. Uh, I'll give you half now and half when I get back. He says, uh, well, this is swell. That's an agreement. <laughs> he nods. He says, "Yep." Yeah. He sticks out his hand. I shake it. Cool. He says, "Interesting summer work." And um, don't share your research with anyone, if you wouldn't mind. He says, "Fascinating, but sure." This is my business, not anyone else's. He raises an eyebrow, but doesn't press further. Not really wanting to risk his. His newfound lucrative summer job. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Funny. Thank you. Um, let's see. Um, Shivani. 
Yes, that's me. As you're sitting there, you hear a voice in your head that say, your voice in your head say, uh, this is Warder from the, from the council. Uh, are you somewhere decent? One moment. Uh, Shivani will quickly step outside. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. Um, uh, you don't you don't have a uh, yeah. So um, there's a moment. Uh, make me dexterity. Check. Not a dexterity check. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. As I'm stepping outside, I'm like gesturing for Armani and Una to come with me. I follow her. Um. Make me a wisdom save. <laughs> and the dice fails me. Oh no. You want an inspiration? Nope. Uh, wisdom saving throw, eight. Oh no. Uh, I don't want an inspiration. I have it. All right. No, so, I think I know what he's doing. All right. So uh, everything's quiet for about 30 seconds. Uh, and then you just feel this sort of magical tremor, and suddenly six people are standing in front of you. Oh, good. Hold on. Ah! Uh, and I punch one of them. The, <laughs> the, uh, uh, you, you punch... Uh, <laughs> roll it, uh, uh, Yeah, roll, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll it randomly. <laughs> punch Professor Cartra right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's I'm so sorry. It's a cartra, and I am in very much pain. <laughs> also, oh my god, it's so bright here. Oh god. <laughs> uh, everyone's kind of like squinting and shielding their eyes as they look up into the sky. Uh, and they, their jaws just kind of dropped open as they just surveyed the expanse of the sky. Nice, isn't it? Welcome to Evolia. Welcome to the outside. <laughs> oh, um, Professor Gretchen says, thanks. Um, yeah, we're here. Um, I give him a handkerchief. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, before I go back, anybody want to come back to the Under Nation with me? Um, also, Shivani, the gym of seeing, if I could have that, please. It's in my hotel room. Can I don't know what business you have, but I can run and get it for you. Uh, she looks at the sun. How far is your hotel from here? How far is my hotel from here? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like a good 20-minute walk. Uh, 20 minutes. And then 20 minutes back. Uh, uh, Professor Cartridge sighs. Um, are you still putting it to use? Well, at the moment, we're in a pretty, I'd say, safe location. We may have future use for it as well. <clears throat> Just don't lose it. It's very valuable. It's one of my one of my best possessions, Professor. Oh, no, I got Professor Carter. 
Of course. It's one of my perf- it's one of my most valuable possessions. Um Though you do have sorry. another one now. No, I don't. Um so um the corpse of Aramil has gone missing. And along with him, the uh, gem of seeing. <laughs> How did the corpse go missing? Uh, That's a great question, Imani. <laughs> Make sure that expertise, Imani, actually. <laughs> What's that? I said, this does sound more like your area of expertise, Imani. I mean, I deal with them after they're dead. Not the body. Right, of course. This is the case, away. yes. I don't deal with the bodies. It like could be a body with like ghosties in it. You want ghosties? Yes, Amani, you are a undead expert. Um, what would cause a body uh, to animate and disappear? Magic. Well, clearly, magic. You asked. <laughs> so, so there's zombification, but um, uh, what are, what are the manners of undeath? Are there um? There's poltergeists, there's ghosts. Um, uh, the body, though, I mean, I don't know, Chris, what, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, you, that's pretty much all you know. You've, you've said the things that there are. You, you said you found Aramil dead. Did you find, did you were able to establish a cause of death? Um, some sort of, uh, some sort of magical, there's a scorch, like some sort of magical scorch mark on his chest. Could you guys remind me, because I never paid too much attention to the bullshit that was going on down there, who this Aramil guy is? <laughs> well, um, we did, uh, Water's like, well, we, um, we did these uh, tests to test each of your abilities before we sent you to the surface. Yeah. And uh, Amani's was, uh, was to, Ghosty. was to dispatch, uh, Ghosty. To dispatch uh, Aramil, a, a rogue wizard who stole the oh. gem of seeing. You're talking about Shivani. Shivani, yes. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Oh, okay. Well, that is quite worrisome. Yes. Um, I mean, she uh, that the corpse was. Um, we had it in a cold storage unit uh, under lock and key. Is it everything down there kind of cold? In my question would be, who had access to that cold storage? Just, just, uh, well, just, just the, just the academy staff. Well, you just talk about storage. Um, but the uh, the um, this is the part that's a bit ghastly. Uh, yes. Looks like um, the uh, cold storage unit that um, that Airmail was in was kicked open from the inside. Mm-hmm. So the gym returned to its vault. Um, it was a uh, no. It was in my uh, my office. I see, so, but it's a it's a duplicate. So I, I I'm just still studying the properties to see how 
how Aramil is perhaps able to duplicate a magic item. They attack the idea of, of duplicating a magic item as uh, unprecedented. Well, we have met an artificer here capable of, of creating various magic items. So. Oh, um, yeah, perhaps, 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 Shivani, you could, you could do me a favor and go talk to this artificer. Um, of course. Um, unfortunately, with this old airmail business, I can't stay, so... Uh, Completely understandable. Send, send me a message if you want to be teleported back. Uh, same for the rest of you, and the council nods, and, uh, and Professor Karcher says, well, culture out. <laughs> and disappears. Uh, and then the council is standing there, um, and they say, uh, it is uh, so fucking hot and bright here. How have you been able to stand it for so long? Well, we, did, we really literally couldn't go back, so you know. So I've got used to it. That bad? There's a nice breeze off the water. It's pretty cool. Oh um, my. Well, I suppose we should find accommodations for you, and uh, I imagine you would like to meet with I've forgotten the guy's name already, the bureaucrat. Gavin Caspo. Gavin Caspo, who's handling our appeal for sanctuary. Uh, Water uh, says, yes, uh, that would be great. Um, Riffin, uh, the tabaxi woman, while Warder uh, talks to Shivani, uh, mm-hmm. comes up to you, uh, Amani, mm-hmm. uh, and hands you just a uh, little package. All right. Uh, she says, it's from your sisters. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Ziri, the Minotaur woman, just kind of stomps around. People kind of are staring at her weirdly. They've never seen a Minotaur before. Uh, she just uh, kind of. Uh, if I catch one at it, I'm going to say, don't be rude. They look at you and they kind of scamper off. All right, so uh, you lead the council um, back to your hotel. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and get them settled in, and that's where we're going to pick up next time. Cool. Huzzah. Huzzah, indeed.